Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney Insights Podcast. Well, we're heading into summer, and it's time to think about how to make it work when you're visiting Disney theme parks, especially Walt Disney World, during the summer months. People are often surprised how hot, humid, wet, and rainy a typical summer day can be. We're here to give you decades worth of smart steps you can take as you embark on a Disney day during these months. You could still have a great summer vacation if you follow these practical ideas for enduring the weather. Join us for Beat the Heat Hacks for summer at Walt Disney World. I think this is a particularly fantastic podcast because I just spent the entire day at uh, Magic Kingdom and um, I was reminded of this topic as my granddaughter had a misting fan which I have to say I don't think I've ever had a misting fan before I had one of those um, when you say kind of cooling cloth um, scarf kind of things which I didn't think did anything for anyone but the misting fan was quite nice and it was um actually it was a wonderful day in some regards it didn't rain until after we left although i'm recording this late in the evening and it is raining right now but um but it even though it was still in the early 80s surprisingly cool for this time of year it was still very sunny and hot and so there's some really important things you just need to start remembering as you go and that's those summer months i mean they really begin actually early in may and can lead all the way into october so these are very practical ideas if you are not used to really being in florida during these months you're gonna want to pay attention because it's just really it can be overwhelming when you step out of the airport and you feel the heat and the humidity come at you. It can hit you like a wall. And so you want to be prepared. I guess some pre- preparation might be best um, suited by just simply not coming this time of year. But for a lot of people, like teachers, for instance, they don't have a lot of um weeks and months during the year to really go on vacation and summer is that time to do it kids are out of school obviously and so it just summer is when they go on vacation and that includes places like Walt Disney World I have been in all the Disney theme parks worldwide during the summer months as bad as Walt Disney World can be um oppression has a new name when you get to places like Hong Kong and Shanghai. It can be overwhelming. And so some of these very practical ideas come from my experience having been in some of those places as well. We'll talk specifically about some ideas around uh, experiences specifically at Walt Disney World, but know that uh, these things have application um, in many, in just about every Disney location worldwide. Let's start with number one, pack and dress smart. Um, I can't emphasize enough wearing the right kind of clothing, especially if you can get quick dry fabrics. 
fabrics that kind of don't because what you're going to do is you're going to start um you're just going to start sweating and the sooner that your your clothes can kind of um take on that moisture and not make you feel like you're walking around as one big dishcloth for the entire day the the better off that you are now i mentioned quick dry fabrics and I did mention the scarf that is sold at Disney. I didn't think that was very helpful. What I did find, and this I actually learned at Walt Disney World, I took a simple wash towel and I threw it into my bag for the day. And uh, sometimes it was just nice to either just wipe myself when it was really sweaty. And sometimes it was really nice to just get it moist and cool and, and cold and, and just apply it to my face. And, uh, and so just having a small wash towel can make a real big difference. Make sure you wear some really smart shoes, shoes that can handle some puddles that come along. And again, you don't want to get stuck in a situation where you're walking around squeaking the rest of the day because your shoes have taken on uh, a lot of water. Water can build up very quickly um during a thunderstorm and you can be left with few choices other than to um part the sea and try to walk across it so make sure you're wearing some smart shoes can't emphasize sunblock enough but may i suggest a couple of things with regards to sunblock obviously besides the higher number the better i think it's really important that you get that sunblock on way in advance of the moment you use it so particularly if you end up in a place like a pool or a water park, we'll talk about those later, you want to get that on you so it has, the skin has a chance to absorb it and, and, and prepare you for it. And it may be necessary to apply it several times during the day because your body is going to be perspiring and you may need to take advantage of sunblock. Be honest, when I have um, skin issues, it's to my face and my arms because they're the things that have the most exposure. I swim a lot and I have, and I try to avoid the sun as much, but I get, uh, I get a lot of um, tan lines as a result of swimming. But where I really get it most are the very basic places, arms and face. Try to find a sunblock that isn't causing you to, because some of it gets in your eyes because of perspiration or whatever, or you, the, they were on your hands and then you wipe your eyes or something of that nature, and then your eyes hurt the rest of the day. So be very, um, be very mindful of the kind of sunblock you get. Um, early on, we didn't have a lot of money um, to go to the park. So we would take water bottles. We would take juice boxes. We would freeze them. We would put them in our bags. They kept other things cool, like meat and cheeses and things like that that we might bring into the parks. We don't do a whole lot of that anymore, but it's still nice to have a juice box or a frozen water bottle that, that can, um, that you can enjoy and and uh, be able to take care of. You want to definitely take care of hydration when you are in the parks. You cannot overdo um, getting enough of the right kinds of, getting plenty of water, getting plenty of fluids in you to make sure you're taken care of. I talked about the misting fan. That's a nice to have with you. I mentioned the towels, ponchos. Uh, yeah, you know what? 
it's the number one thing Disney sells. And you can get that poncho inexpensively before you leave or before you come to Disney, or you can buy a really expensive one at Disney that isn't going to last you much longer than the one you bought at. Um, I, I like the really dirt and cheap and small and tiny and disposable ones. I like the ones I can just throw out and start a new one tomorrow. Um, but um, in some ways, I prefer over those things, again, having the right quick dry fabrics or wearing the right clothes, I also prefer umbrellas. Now I put a question mark on umbrellas. This is one of the things I learned at, first of all, in Shanghai, is lots of guests were using umbrellas, not during the rain. They were using it during the heat of the day. I don't think that's a bad idea. Now don't be open them during the fireworks or when people are trying to get a view of something. But as you're crossing through in the heat of the day, an umbrella can be mighty helpful. I mention umbrellas because they are helpful with shade. Be mindful that um, we are the number one lightning capital of the world. We'll talk about that in more in a moment. You don't want to be holding an umbrella during a lightning storm, but during rain, that makes a lot of sense and umbrellas can be very helpful. Pull them in, pull them out. And, and go with it. You're going to need a bag to carry all those kinds of things we talked about. Just make that part of your expectation. You're going to bring those things with you to kind of help manage your day while you are in the parks. So number one is to pack and dress smart. Number two, hit it early and hit it late. Uh, the frying <laughs> begins in the parking lot. If you are driving a car, I could tell you one of the most painful things is just crossing through the parking lot, especially those um, Epcot Studios um, where we don't have trams yet. You'll be fried by the time you get there. So you're going to want to get that sunscreen on long before you get you head over to the parks. And this is again where I recommend the umbrella kind of thing. I recommend even when you get back to quick dry fabric, sometimes a long sleeve but light wearing shirt is kind of better than a short, than a um, than a, a, a cut off top or something or a short sleeve shirt. So just know some of the worst moments you have is getting through the parking lot and have plenty of fluids during that time. Have something cold with you when you head back to the parking lot, especially during the day. Um, get outdoor attractions done early and late. There are some things, we'll give that list a little later, that aren't going to be working during rainy and especially during lightning periods. So get those done early or ideally do it later in the evening. Um, um, one of the things we're trying to recommend here is probably a schedule where you get to the parks early, you leave by even maybe even before noon, but no later than one. And you come back to the park around five or six, even, and let me tell you, I still do this at Disneyland, partly because, and even other international parks, because honestly, I'm not used to the time zone changes. And so I kind of need a nap to kind of offset the craziness, especially at Disneyland. If I'm gonna be up for fireworks or up through the evening, I mean, that's four hours later than on the Eastern time board. So um, I have to go back and take a nap. And napping is a great way to beat the heat. No, 
No apologies need to be made for taking a good long nap, especially because when you've gone through these parking lots, when you've gone through these, you can you can get, um, and I felt it when I got home today. I felt like I had um, almost, not a heat stroke, but you, you just feel the impact of that heat and you need to just chill out and 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 take a nap so um so that's why i suggest going to the park early in the day taking in four or five hours then then coming back and taking another four or five hours so many people i see they try to marathon the whole thing and and we you know we're gonna, we paid a lot of money and so we're gonna make it all the way through and sure enough by six seven 30 they are out of there before the fireworks because they've just hit hit it um all these ideas followed you still may need to take a break in the middle of the day let me also suggest eat to the beat of the heat that sounds kind of good um i love the kiosks for instance around flower and garden and food and wine festivals but let me tell you when you're doing lunch when you're doing dinner you need to be in restaurants that are air-conditioned. Even Pizza Fari is at Disney's Animal Kingdom is better than the best food at a kiosk in Epcot. Maybe you could take the food and find an indoor place. Uh, today, we went over to um, uh, the tavern. Uh, why am I forgetting the name of the tavern? Across from Pirates of the Caribbean. Our granddaughter just, you know, kind of um, fell asleep and I knew that was the best place. We went into an indoor area which was air conditioned. We could go get a drink right there and um, uh, and just and be able to get out of the heat. I, I also would recommend to you that probably especially especially if you're not going to take the time to leave the parks, Take the give consideration to maybe the three or four o'clock time period to doing an early dinner and doing it in a in a uh, um, table service area where you end up spending an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes indoors. That'd be a great time to be, say, in the new barbecue restaurant at Toy Story. Um, to be inside there would be great. A beer garden in Germany, plenty of air conditioning and it, it feels outdoors in the evening, but you're actually indoors. That's a great place to spend time to get out of the heat of the park. Um, I love Skipper's Canteen at um, in Adventureland. Those kinds of restaurants where you can just sit back and just decompress and feel... It is worth the additional price of paying for that table service experience by going there. And I would recommend doing that at least once a day, particularly if you're looking at staying in the park. And then finally, the last thing I would say under hit it early and late is stay way beyond the fireworks. Do not head out right after the fireworks. You're going to just be stuck in lines and you're going to hate your life again. If you've taken that nap, if you've done that decompression during the middle of the day, then you can feel comfortable staying on later in the evening hours, even if you have younger children. But they've got to get that rest. They've got to get those naps. You've got to get, 
you got to get that break in the middle of the day in some kind of way. So number two was hit it early and late. Number three is get beyond Thunderdome. As I mentioned earlier, Central Florida thunderstorms, I mean, we're kind of almost the lightning capital of the country when it comes to thunderstorms. It is intense at times. And you have to be mindful of it. You don't have to, and you have to kind of be flexible to your schedule to play around it. So first off, make sure you're using a weather app and look at it. It may not be lightning if it says 30% with a lightning symbol. However, I'd sure be keeping, I'd be listening up for sounds of thunder and I'd be keeping my eye to the sky for clouds that are moving in any given direction um, towards you, especially if you're thinking of moving out to the parking lot or back to your hotel even, you don't want to be caught in the middle of a lightning storm trying to get out to that to that hotel building out, out in the back of Pop Century or something. You want to keep an eye to the sky and be mindful of the weather. You also need to recognize that you're gonna to have to avoid exterior style attractions during these hours. Roller coasters that go outside, you know, not Space Mountain. I think even Tron is okay during a thunderstorm, um, but uh, attractions like Slinky Dog, yeah, you're gonna have problems um, uh, with it being outdoors. Spinner attractions, same thing. Dumbo, Astro Orbiter, Aladdin, um, those kinds of spinner attractions. Outdoor shows like Indiana Jones, uh, Epic Stunt Spectacular, or Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair in front of the castle. Let me just tell you, I'd be looking at the first showing of Mickey's or the last showing of Mickey's if I'm going to watch that show because out in the heat, in that glare of Cinderella Castle, that can be pretty unbearable. And I'd be probably sitting toward the back with that umbrella that I mentioned earlier, um, trying to get the necessary shade. Test Track is another one of those things. Test Track will run in the rain. It won't run during a lightning storm. So be mindful of that. Here's another one that you really want to take care of. Well, first off, the parade. Right now, Disney Disney has always had a tradition of what was has been referred to as the three o'clock parade. That's shifted sometimes, but right now they're running a twelve o'clock and a three o'clock. Take if you if the parade matters, take the twelve o'clock because chances are there will be lightning and rain more likely in the later a parade than there will be in the earlier one. So if you're going to take on the parade, take it. Sooner or later, make sure you find a shady spot to watch that parade. Do not blitz yourself in the heat in the afternoon hours. It's better to be on the west side of Main Street, for instance, watching the parade. There's some um, shaded areas along Frontierland, along Liberty Square. Hit those spaces and make sure that you do not get, um, you know, just scorched watching that parade. The last thing I wanted to mention, I think this is really important, that Skyliner, I love it. But if it's lightning, it may close and it will not open for you. And you're going to have to change your plans for how you're getting from here to there to wherever you're going. Watercraft may also play some of those same roles 
depending on the degree or the proximity of lightning in the area. So just if you're dependent on those things, um, ch chances are Disney's going to be using buses to replace that. But don't, don't depend on something like that because, um, and again, that's why you want to keep your eye to the sky. You want to listen up and you want to be aware of how the weather shifts during the day. All right, number four, play cool. From 11 a.m. on until dinner time is the best time to be in attractions that embrace air conditioning and give you a chance to sit a spell, perhaps even sleep a spell. A remind, let me just remind you, and by the way, these attractions usually do not have long queues. The only thing they have is a wait to get into the next show. So if the show is 15 minutes late, you could, or 15 minutes long, you could be waiting 15 minutes to get into the next show. But generally speaking, there's not much longer waits. Magic Kingdom is magnificent. Every land has got something to enjoy um, other than Main Street. Adventureland has the Enchanted Tiki Room. Great way to just get out of it all. Country Bear Jamboree in Frontierland. The Hall of Presidents is legendary for getting out of the heat, getting out of the rain, getting out of the lightning. Um, great lobby you can enjoy in that type of thing. The challenge with some of these is after the show is over, where are you gonna go next? So you kinda wanna think that through and the timing of that. Mickey's Filler Magic um, is a great show to be hitting. Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor and the Carousel of Progress, both in Tomorrowland. Those are all, it's great to know that you can, within a few minutes, be an attraction where you can just sit it out at the Magic Kingdom. Epcot is a little more hit and miss, and this I'm going to define a little differently. Both the Seas and the Land Pavilions have film attractions you can go sit and maybe sleep in, but they're also just great pavilions for just ducking out of the heat. You know, grab a treat or grab a snack at the Land Pavilion. Check out all of the exhibits in the Seas Pavilion. You can easily spend an hour and a half to, um, in either of those two pavilions. Journey to Imagination, not quite as long, but um, there are some great character meet and greets, not only at the exit to Journey into Your Imagination, but also next door, there's a Mickey meet and greet leading into the Pixar shorts, uh, Disney Pixar shorts that are playing, and that's a great place to hang out. Um, Mission Space, you don't necessarily think of a place to go, but great indoor queue, great ride, but then you have a play area that you can go do some things and chill out, a little retail space as well. American Adventure um, has a wonderful rotunda and great opportunity to see Voices of Liberty followed by the show. The show kind of dumps you out a little bit. You may be able to turn an immediate right and head into uh, the barbecue space but um, but it is a place to chill out for a long show because American Venture is the better part of 30 minutes. China has a great post, um, great retail space you can feed into, great pre-show with a salute uh, exhibit on uh, Shanghai Disney and Mexico. You can go inside that pyramid and hang out and do a whole lot of different things for a while, um, dining, retail, all sorts of things while you're also enjoying the attraction there. So Epcot really, now, 
On the other hand, there are a couple of bare spaces. For instance, you get into the Germany, Italy area around Africa, you're kind of in a source where it's really hard to duck out of the rain. You could be stuck there. So again, going back to listen up, keep your eye to the sky, use a weather app, to make sure you're not caught in the wrong place. Disney's Hollywood Studios, the good news about it, it's an intimate place. It doesn't take you long to get from one place to another. Um, and there are some good shows you can sit out and for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. Oh, that's great air conditioning. It's frozen and you really can chill out there. Muppet Vision 3D, also very good. Um, Disney Junior Dance Party, okay. Star Wars Lunch Bay, not bad just for chilling out. I really love Walt Disney Presents. Uh, that's a very solid um, solution for um, um, because it has not only a terrific exhibit, but it also has a wonderful film attraction uh, nearby as well. So uh, don't discredit that. That's a great place to hang out if you're looking for a, a place to chill or a place to duck out of the rain. Disney's Animal Kingdom, it gets a little more sparse. It's tough to be a bug is one place. Um, Festival of the Lion King, great. Finding Nemo the Musical, great. Those are perfect places in the afternoon to get out of the heat and you need to check out those places. Let me just mention Conservation Station. It also is a great place to get out of the heat. The train ride is nice. The pathway leading to Conservation Station are, um, is a little, it's shady. That's the good news. Um, the bad news is if you get caught in rain or lightning, you're kind of trapped on that. So it gets a little messy again. Pay attention to where the weather is. But again, once you're inside the conservation, lots of exhibits, lots of things to see and do. So don't don't discount it necessarily. Number five, number four was play it cool. Number five is get, get squirt smart. Some attractions add just a little or a lot of water to the mix. So take advantage of those. Here is a list of those. Casey Jr. Soak and Splash, um, station oh my goodness kids love that and why not be a big kid and get under the water again if you're wearing the right kind of outfit that's going to dry off in a little while go get wet just enjoy enjoy a little bit of splash the leaky tiki's it's a little thing over in adventureland by the jungle cruise speaking of such the jungle cruise hey the backside of water has some advantages to it not much nor is, do you get that much on Big Thunder Mountain as you come out of the caverns. But again, a little bit. We miss Splash Mountain. That's the biggie. Tiana's will replace it. That'll be the good news. So we'll be looking forward to that. Epcot's got some great places. First of all, you got fountains all over. If it's nothing more than just a dip a finger or, 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 or a hand in, um, or just to feel the splash from the fountain. But France, Mexico, American Adventure, Morocco all have uh, fountains. Do not go sitting in the fountain. I don't know if you saw that YouTube video recently where some uh, people were, adults were sitting in the fountain. It's so totally wrong. But but you know what? You can appreciate the fountain. There is a great waterfall in Canada. Just go down that little set of planks as you head toward the Canadian um, 360 film, which is again, another great place 
to um, to go to. I didn't mention the French film, France films. That's a great place to play it cool as well, whether it is uh, Be Our Guest or Impression de France. It leads into the little sh shopping area and into the food and beverage area. So that's not a bad place as well for um, going back to play it cool. You got, um, uh, what else do we have here? Under Squirtsmart, you have the Imagination Pavilions, Jumping Fountains, those are fun. And then there's a splash pad that I think is still there near uh, Mission Space. So you wanna check those out. Hollywood Studios also has some small fountains to just put a finger in and, uh, and splash, you know, splash a hand around. A Voyage of the Little Mermaid, I'd like to think it'll open sometime eventually. That's a great place to go in and feel the mist. Oh, I missed that part of the show. And maybe, maybe that'll reopen soon. And by the way, Fantasmic, if at the end of the day you still haven't cooled off, get to the front row of Fantasmic uh, right in front of those water screens. And I assure you, you'll probably get a splash of something before the end of the evening. So there's, there's lots of possibilities with that. And then finally, at Animal Kingdom, there's a wonderful little side bridge that goes by some uh, waterfalls and oasis. The same thing on the back half of Tree of Life. There's some waterfalls to just fill the mist and spray. Of course, you have the Kelly River Rapids. You can't, you can't, um, you, uh, that's just right now, that's the big place to really soak it up. But if you're not willing to get that soaked, consider just simply um, going to the Kelly River Rapids locker area. There's some there's a cool little fountain that creates a dome and it's a fun thing to play with your hands. And again, just a little moment to kind of cool off in the heat. All these little things add a little touch. Just a touch of your finger in a fountain or something can add a little bit. Pandora walking trails too. There's a place where the fish squirt when it's operating. That's kind of cool. And then the back half behind the floating mountains, you can feel the, the waterfalls from uh, in the Pandora walking trails back there. So always a place to search and with it, lots of shade in some of these areas that helps as well too. So get squirt smart and find a little place to, to just feel that, that cooling effect of water on you. And of course, if you can't be close to any of those, get that misting fan and spray it on you and spray it on your family. Last thing that I'm gonna mention is number six, hit the beach. What I mean by that is it really does pay to go back to your hotel and swim. Now, I wouldn't say that necessarily if you're on iDrive or way out on West 192 and the traffic's backed up, but if you're on Disney hotel pools or if you're not too far away, maybe in Lake Buena Vista and whatnot, it really does pay off to go back to your hotel pool. May I make a suggestion, what, a suggestion on this? is be aware again of weather because they're gonna close during lightning storms. And they won't close for rain, but they will close during lightning storms if there's anything in the immediate five to 10 mile radius. And not, there's a lot of people who head out there around one or two in the afternoon only to get to their pool around 2.30 or three and within seconds in comes a lightning storm and they missed the hotel pool moment. 
so make sure that you kind of time that out with lightning storms in the area. I'm going to mention two other things. Uh, depending on which one's open or whether they're both open, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, let me tell you, maybe you just need to take a day and hit the beach. And rather than a water park, or maybe you come back to a park in the evening, again, you have the same issues of rain. Here's how the traffic usually moves. The best, you can either do best, you can hit it first thing in the morning where lines are low and get on those favorite rides or slides of yours get in the water soak it up get uh, take a nap on the beach and head back to your hotel and do something in the evening or you enjoy the morning in the parks and then maybe around three or four in the evening three or four in the afternoon after if you've got earlier thunderstorms go and take advantage of Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon, and close those out. And let me tell you, it's just wonderful because they really are just empty. And, um, but I, and I, I got to tell you, not everybody's swimming. Uh, not everybody wants to swim. Every, let me just say, everybody thinks they feel awkward in a swimsuit. They don't look good in a swimsuit. Nobody cares about you and your swimsuit. Go enjoy the water. Go enjoy being in Florida. Don't worry about what you're wearing. Well, just just enjoy it. Just enjoy the, the chance of being at a world-famous water park like Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon, or if nothing else, hit your hotel pool. And if you can't do those things, make sure you go back and hit hit, hit the bed and hit a nap if you can't hit the beach. Well, that does it for this Disney Insights Podcast. I hope these ideas will help you to find ways to make it cool. Join us on the Facebook page. Share with us what works for you in terms of staying cool while you are visiting Disney parks uh, during this time of year. And uh, and while you're there at DisneyInsights.com, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you also check out the Wayfinder page, our Patreon group which uh, allows you to help support this podcast and all others. Would you mind just sharing that podcast with others? Share a good review, share a good rating, share it with someone else. Let them know we appreciate your support of the littlest podcast that ever could, um, the little squirt of all podcasts. We're trying to create the very best podcast experience for you. And we hope that as you go into this summer, you are having a great, great time. As always, remember, follow the compass of your heart and follow the tracks to the beach. Have a great summer. We'll see you real soon.